on. I'm here with Giovanni Santos. Uh, this is virtual reality. I can't even tell you what episode this is, but we're just going to roll with it. <laughs> sweet, but, sweet. <laughs> so Giovanni Santos, I went to school, film school with him in 2010. No, no, no. Yeah, it was 2010 to 2011. I uh, just want to, I would say we definitely had some similar um, experiences in film school. We left LA, went back to LA, came back. I just wanted him to kind of explain his journey from leaving film school and we'll walk through it up until today, if you want to saw it. All right, so um, yeah, um, we've, uh, it's been a while like since we've been in school and stuff like that, but uh-huh. we've uh, even afterwards like connected a little bit more, yeah, on like writing and uh, and storytelling and, and that's, and so it's felt like it's been a little longer with film school and stuff, right. but uh, every day, you know, I feel like it is still film school, which is kind of funny. Uh, I'm always true. learning something. Yeah, learning something new every day. Um, but um, as far as my journey, uh, I know I went through the Art Institute in Miami. Um, coming off of that, um, before I even went into it, just having like inspirations and um, films being done out here and that was like a big deal because Miami wasn't on camera a lot so so whenever I saw it on camera it was like whoa you know and and then there was one summer when Too Fast Too Furious and then you had Bad Boys 2 um, come out and I think Matrix Reloaded came out around that same time it was like the the year of the the highway action chasing oh yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah, so it's like, but the the two movies was Too Fast, Too Furious had a had highway chase scene, and uh, so so did uh, um, Bad Boys Two. Mm-hmm. That was like a big deal because I don't think I had seen it in Bad Boys Two like that before, with the camera really low to uh, the ground, going really fast. Right. Um, so, and I don't think anybody in the industry had seen that before. And, so it was just really a big deal uh, for me creatively. And it kind of just propelled me and pushed me more further into uh, trying to pursue that. So then I went to the Art Institute. Um, the Art Institute flourished with that more within that year of those movies coming out um, with me. And just kind of like, it just like, uh, if you could just uh, picture like a plant growing a tree and and it's like the seed of filmmaking and then starting from that mm-hmm. seed growing to um this point where it's like i gotta i gotta like pursue the knowledge train with this right. this was back in uh oh. bad boys 2 came out like what was it 2003 ish yeah okay yeah so it was a good progression well, yeah yeah that came out in like 2003 um mm-hmm. 2003 that's right, it did. So then basically that was um, my step into the Art Institute or trying to get into there because in school, in high school, I was doing uh, TV production. Mm-hmm. So it was um, a lot more news stuff, which is kind of what I'm doing now All right. professionally. So, uh, but I guess we'll get there. Um, and then um, going into uh, Art Institute, I realized a lot of people um just going into film school alone um already just wanted to be directors so you had yeah you had to like kind of have that in mind like people just want to direct which was interesting when me and you went to film school because the way they catered to uh people when i when i get to la film school was just like um you know everybody has like a specific um uh a, a specific uh, job that they wanted to go after specific that was true. so which is also interesting I also like that that not everybody wanted to be directors like I, I also noticed by the end of film school most people want to be yeah. production designers so um, guerrilla filmmaking was uh, was almost a must but they're teaching you how to do it professionally just on your own right then going when we went to film school when we went to LA film school um, they teach you the industry literally like they're like well everybody's in their own positions and they hold those positions 
for a very long time. Right. And which is something that, you know, I guess I'll get into that. There was a uh, tough creatively for, for some of us. So, oh, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so basically getting off of um, the art Institute, um, I just felt like it, I, I needed more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, just out in Miami, out and about working at Best Buy. Um, I think I was, I went from Best Buy back to Hollywood Video, like after Art Institute, and mm-hmm. like back to Best Buy or something. Um, so, so basically, um, yeah, like I tried to go back to Best Buy because I uh, was trying to come out to LA. So I wanted a better job that could pay a little bit more, that I can save some money. So. Right. I was was a huge deal yeah so um not only getting the discounts on those uh, special edition blu-rays and dvds and stuff like that <laughs> at that time it was just coming out blu-rays and then uh, right. hd dvd like against each other or something mm-hmm. but then um fast forward now to la so i save money um i sell my car um i go out to los angeles um for la film school so I looked at it as like, if I'm going to go to LA, I don't know anybody. Um, the best way to go to a new city is to basically, um, you know, start in school. You know, I right. can, enough. yeah, I, I didn't finish art institute, which is something I didn't say. So I didn't graduate. I did like two and a half years, uh, which is, the irony will come in after I explain LA film school <laughs> mm. uh, when, with the two and a half years, which is funny. But then, um, so two and a half years and all that. And then it just also tuition and money, I think kind of came into you know, play. From the Art Institute? Yeah, with the Art yeah, Institute. Yeah, those are ridiculous. Like each year is almost like 40,000. That's probably yeah. way more now. I don't even like talk too much about money and stuff like that because it, especially with school. But mm-hmm. yeah, it is, yeah, it's tough. And then and the reason why I do is because like I chose this. I chose this. Yeah, I chose exactly. to go into the film school. I go. In, I chose this industry. I chose how like uh, tough it is yeah. in this industry. So takes, uh, yeah, yeah, and what it takes to to even get there. So um, uh, so basically, you know, I, I I take it I take it all in stride. Mm-hmm. So, but um, uh, and then yeah, I still owe a lot of that. Anyway, who doesn't? I do. God. Yeah, yeah. But going back to to LA, so LA was a big deal. Um, I had an I'm 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 Hispanic, so we were very very, and I realized how close I was to my family once I left. Because like when I left to LA, it was emotionally such a, it just like hit me really hard. So I was like, oh crap. So then I realized that I had to. Um, lean into uh, something more like so I could just not only distract myself because I realized how much more time I've had to to myself and which was kind of interesting because you learned a lot about yourself kind of thing but usually you know when I was in Miami it was like I would leave the house obviously your parents are at home that's my parents are at home and stuff but I go and I hang out with my friends you know so I was never alone alone I always had always had company and if I was alone in the car you know it's the city life like I'm hitting up like other friends to hang out right I'm going somewhere there's always somebody to hang out with or something so when you was in LA do you think that uh I know it was mainly to go to school was to network essentially do you think that your time spent in for instance like I think I enjoyed my time going to film school. I do think that I learned a lot, but I do not think that what I put into it, I got out of it because I really, I don't really talk to any of the people that I went to film school with. Most people that I that are in it, man, I'm not going to say this to sound like bad on their end, but like, I feel like I would have helped them more than they would have helped me. You know what I mean? Like they were completely on it for themselves. I understand that because that's what you got to do. But at the same time, this is an industry that has um, a great team effort. And I don't feel like 
I sensed that when I was in film school. I feel like everybody was uh, so individual and it was really frustrating. And I love that, you, that's good that you brought that up because that's a good point because I did come into it to network actually. Mm -hmm. Funny Entirely. that you said that. Because I know we've talked about it before in the past and like, um, it's like, I did come into film school, um, into LA film school. Like I went to actual film school thinking it was gonna be like making films with your friends. Yeah, like doing something like, it's like dedicated projects, yeah. Yeah, and it was more like that for me in our institute because it's a smaller market. Um, it's not so doggy dog. I felt like right. in LA school, everybody was like, they more or less knew, like even I went in knowing what I was getting myself into and I knew what I wanted from the place and it's exactly what your point was, which is kind of funny, but uh, LA, um, our institute, um, there was a little bit more of a camaraderie. But yeah. the thing is like, everybody kind of like, um, um, what is it? Uh, characteristically, they, depending on the person, they took a certain role. So if they had the attitude of a director it ended up happening. Oh, I, see, I was just going to say that. I was going to say they wanted to be a director, but when they had to be the boom operator, it was like, oh, directing. <laughs> it was like, they yeah, were wanting the whole time. But I was going to get into the other person. Um, yeah, everybody kind of lacks in their yeah. other job. And they don't give the benefit of the doubt to the person that is, you know, in that director's chair, let's right. say. Right, holding um, it. So, you know, and that's one of the things I did notice over time, and I'll get into that. Um, and it made me kind of do my own thing too, which is mm -hmm. doing this interview and stuff. And like, you've seen that and we've talked about it many times over. So, um, going into LA film school, I was expecting more, I could find like-minded people, I guess. Right. I thought that, you know, uh, like it was funny cause art Institute, everybody wants to be a director, but they only talk about, uh, indie films. And if you talk about Michael Bay, or anything like that in any way um it's uh it's almost like it's an attitude of like oh you don't know what you're talking about mm -hmm. and it's like mm, i don't really i know what i like about michael bay and i know a lot of people do too and visually he's very nice mm -hmm. but he can, yeah he can echo himself and uh, be repetitive and stuff like that but doesn't mean there isn't things to learn from from that as well um, uh, they always tie into him and, uh, and West Side Story a lot in the, mm -hmm. in the sweeping wide shots. So my son is like four years old. So he's like walking around with uh, his Christmas hat. He's really <laughs> Christmas. Man, this uh, COVID thing kind of got everybody on. Oh, uh, yeah. Stuff. So he's all over Christmas right now. So, mm -hmm. um, so basically, I'm going to like switch rooms with him. Um, so basically, uh, he um, going to film going to film school was kind of just interesting in that retrospect because not only that I already kind of was already into uh, technical stuff and equipment, mm -hmm. I was over that. You know, you know, every uh, filmmaker I feel they go through that hurdle where they're you know they get into the tech and oh, the technology yeah. <laughs> yeah. and the tech. Yeah, and the tech is like super important. It is it to is. an extent. But um, when I was growing into film, um, right before film school, it was all about DVDs for me. DVD special features was telling right, me something. Right. Yeah. And you know, like when you look at those special features and then you go to film school, the, the people like that are going to film school with you, it's just like, I looked at those documentaries to kind of get an idea of who I'm going to be working with. Yeah. And it's and like, some, people. yeah, you get like maybe at first it's like 25% of those people that you see in the, in the first day mm -hmm. of any film school is like legitimately have looked into it before. Uh, yeah. You were uh, going to film school. Oh yeah, going into film school, mm. school like kind of done their own research beforehand. All right. Yeah. So with that, um, you know, I I didn't have that in mind at the time, but it's just it's just my thought right now um, because a lot of those people like tend to bail out um, 
the the rest of them like the 25 percent will move on and become the 100 percent of the class basically oh um, yeah, yeah. It, did, it was a lot yeah. of people that stopped going in that those first few months that was interesting yeah i remember because they filled the auditorium and it was like a, a movie theater oh movie, yeah a really <laughs> big one yeah and it was, it was pretty big fake. It was all yeah. a scam. <laughs> it was all a scam. It really was. That's honestly, that's honestly how I feel about, like, of course, the information that we got was, but it was so much to that school that I was just like, I learned it all. But the the thing is, I, I left almost immediately after we graduated film school, went back to Maryland, and I did way more than I did in LA than I did in Maryland. No, no, no. I did way more in Maryland than I did in LA. And it was because people were actually uh, trying to work together instead of like, well, my five already, we're already shooting something. We don't need another person. Like, you know what I mean? It was just like, it was so weird. And it's so, it's so interesting how like a conversation between two other people will eliminate you from a job. It'd be like, oh, you know, um, I was thinking about hiring Joseph on this next project. They said, oh, Joseph, mm, no, no, no. And then like immediately you don't have a job anymore. And I thought that was so interesting. Just because of one person. This is one person. And at the same time, y'all aren't even getting paid. This is still indie work. So what are you talking about? No, yeah. And if the person gets the job, they can do the job. Trust me, like, this kind of thing, it goes far, man. Because mm -hmm. I'm in news industry. Yeah. And I had an issue with a, a director recently mm -hmm. off of something. And I'm not, I'm not a director. I'm just a button pusher. Right. I just buttons and I put effects up there and I control all the videos and stuff like that. Oh, okay. so very basic uh, to the extent I don't have, I don't have a lot of creative um, so-called creative freedom there, but I'm creatively open to the fact of like last minute um, and there needs to be a change. Mm -hmm. I can jump on it really fast. Yeah. Which you know how to do it. Yeah. Cause I know how to do it and like jump on it and then save the day and so to speak or whatever especially if we have like breaking news or something um but sometimes you get you get um called out like like this lady had more um it seems like she has more of like a, um a stamina issue with mm -hmm. people um and the reason why i say it like that is because in filmmaking too when you're making a feature film it's all about stamina and it's all about you know um kind of um it's every day and for a very long time for like yeah. four five months maybe six months on an indie film mm -hmm. um maybe more if it's a big film like like avengers or something like that right you know like it's supposed to be a year they have gone down to months people don't talk about that mm -hmm. but whatever um it's just like again like like you said it's just things that aren't talked about in the industry uh, like LA film school um, and just Hollywood in general is all about um, like uh, that facade, that uh, kind of uh, thing to go over um, one information to kind of just like hide it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, uh, it's like they, they keep the mystery alive, which is interesting. I like that. Um, especially with movies too and mystery films and stuff like that. And uh, that's what I love about JJ Abrams with his uh, mystery box thing, you know? Oh, uh, right. It, yeah. It's like a great idea of like what film school and, and uh, just, you know, the film industry in general and like the whole thing with Hollywood and everything like that, they, they're making it out to look like a certain way just so they don't, you don't really know how to get in there basically. Oh There's yeah. No, yeah, there's no like one, two, three, this is how you do it. You go to uh, medical school and then you become a doctor. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's totally different. It's yeah, a, it is definitely a personal journey. Like you have to go through it on your own and intend yep. to finish it. <laughs> but that's the thing. There you go. The intent, your intent from the get better mm -hmm. be to finish yeah. your pursuit in film. And your right. pursuit film better be bigger than you. Exactly. And well, it, it, it almost has to be in your mind bigger than almost all things in a sense. But mm -hmm. because and the reason why it's like you got to put it as that kind of importance. Now, 
when life happens, yeah, life happens. Doesn't yeah. mean you have to quit. You know, right, you got to make it, have, make some changes. Because yeah, even what I'm doing now, like I do feel like this is uh, like these podcasts and things. I feel like it's it isn't necessarily film, but it's definitely still in the same lines of entertainment, and it's again still connected me with filmmakers and everybody else. So this, it's education, this, exactly. There's nothing that will stop me from doing what I want to do. No, yeah, because me and you, it's not like we have low IQs. Mm-hmm. I don't even know my IQ, but I'm not an idiot. <laughs> you right, know exactly. Like, <laughs> this industry is not hard like that in that sense. What makes it hard is people. It and is. and it, and it's funny because everything that I'm saying about the importance in film is like you got to remember that movies are about people, um, TV is about people. Mm-hmm. And you put you point that lens on somebody or any living thing, they have eyes, and that's one mm-hmm. thing that um, I forget if um, I think I did actually learn this in film school. I forget who said who said that, but when you go and watch a movie, what do you what are you looking at? You're it's probably Dominic. At- I can remember some like some dumb anecdotal shit like that coming from Dominic's mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Dominic. Mm. Um, yeah, Coletti's. But there's a mm. reason why he's working at um, Legacy. Um, right, he's working at. Uh, was it? I haven't Legacy? kept up. You. Is it? I'm sorry. I haven't kept up with any of those teachers or anything. No. No, I hadn't even kept up with them too much. I was trying to keep up with them towards uh, the end of uh, my time in film school. And then I tried oh, yeah. to, yeah, do a little thing afterwards. I, I did a lot of networking before I even left. Like, mm-hmm. it got to a point, like, um, I, I didn't have any more money to continue LA film school, too. This is where the whole two and a half years kind of came down to. By the time I finished film school, I knew some friends and stuff like that. Like, you know, I was still uh, hanging out with Andre and Jabari. And uh, so um, Andre is working on some stuff. But you see, like, I'm doing television here. And it's more like a nine to five to me. But it's still, it's late. It's literally, I work from, like, uh, starting, like, tomorrow. I work from three till, you know, 1130, maybe midnight. Right. Um, because I do video playback this week. So, yeah, so definitely midnight. Okay. So how was uh, the, when you, because uh, I, I know you were talking about going, you were in the news industry, like, a lot. Like, in, in Miami, back in L.A. and back in, how does that, when do you make the conscious decision to, like, okay, I need to go to do this for the time being. And then how is the news industry different from, like, the film industry? I'm going to have to blame this one on my father, but it was such a great idea um, from him. It was more on like covering your bases, mm-hmm. being realistic too. Um, and, and with money, you have to be realistic, I guess. Um, yeah. So it's just like, and then when I had to do it in LA and I went to the Spanish news station there, the Stereo TV over there, that um, was, uh, that was because like I had my son and I had to make the conscious conscious decision on to making another realistic goal mm-hmm. and uh, use my resume of because uh, I already did like two years in um, in Miami when I did the uh, Fox here in the affiliate uh, station out here the Fox affiliate station um, mm-hmm. and then had like gone back so basically like my time here in LA was like um like four or five years and then I left did two years in Miami and then did my uh, I did my feature film too at that time too while I was in uh, uh doing like the morning early morning shift those mm-hmm. times I was waking up at 2 a.m to get to work at 4 a.m right and get out like I won um but I was single at the time so I was able to have that time and then the rest of the time, I just spent it writing, um, getting the movie together, um, just producing the rest of the stuff. And then eventually, like, taking a vacation a week off. Um, I spent, like, every other weekend kind of making the film for two days, mm-hmm. Saturday and Sunday, um, for, like, about two weeks before, two or three weeks before uh, taking the week off vacation to finalize it and finish shooting the whole thing but mm-hmm. and you mean yeah, you, but, you're talking about the movie creed you shot yes yes okay i was just going to ask you about to talk about that 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I figure we'll get into that, but you know how like I ramble sometimes, <laughs> branches and stuff. <laughs> but I realize that that um on these pod on these podcasts, it's it's kind of like this. So I appreciate. Yeah, my- it's like flow. It's flows. It's all right. Yeah, <laughs> it has this uh, fluidity to it, mm-hmm. and it works too when you know the person. Exactly. But um yeah. Yeah, so um we're have uh, basically left off at when it came to Los Angeles. So in that first round, I basically um tried very hard when it came to LA film school and try to use the network that I did have mm-hmm. to network for people, um, try to get a short film going. I, I try to get a, many things going. Um I felt like we were not limited in our generation at that time. Yeah. And I was really an advocate of Robert Rodriguez and, um, you know, f- filmmakers that go and make it themselves. After that, my time, my two and a half years there, and then I had like a year or so um, of time in LA or no, I had like, yeah, like a year and a half, almost two years um, after. Uh, you can hear me, right? yeah oh okay cool yeah because i i heard the hiss go away in the background (laughs) uh so basically um in within that time i worked with andre and me and dre did um uh independent film together that we produced after that um but it wasn't it didn't quite work out um we went to uh to another city drove there and everything like that. I think I told you about that. We went to Oklahoma mm-hmm. and uh, tried to shoot that. And it didn't, uh, I don't know what happened. I think the director turned out to be a, uh, a like con artist or something like that. Uh, of course. And people were, yeah, having it, it depends. I mean, this industry, there's no, like, there's no map. There's mm-hmm. no, like, um, I mean, we have we have the guilds you know what i'm saying right but you can't even walk into them <laughs> yeah you can't just walk into those things either you gotta have like mad experience and like mm-hmm. high budget stuff and that's what it is it becomes money it is and then you know and then circling back to la film school like hello there we go you know um obviously you can i mean you can just if we had enough money and all this tuition and stuff like that, of course, we could build a huge facility exactly. with and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, they know, they know one thing that me and you know now that a good 80% of those kids, now I dropped it down, like I, we lost 5%, I'm sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> those kids coming to the school, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we lost those 5% of mm-hmm. kind of laughing. Yeah, we basically did because like the 80% they're going on the fact that no one's going to use the equipment. They don't even know how to use it. Mm. We teach them, and by the time they even touch all this stuff, they're about almost done with film school. Yeah, and don't and feel like they learn nothing. They're just, at, the, at some point, it's like there's like the kids are, I'm saying kids, but like it's like we were all just done with each other. Yeah. And it's like everyone knew each other and was annoyed and all this stuff. And it was just like, I feel like film school, it's all in a, almost a facade too. Cause like each person wants to have like a certain view of themselves. Like, it oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Tarantino. I'm, uh, well, like I'm Bay, I'm Michael Bay. So to just kind of paint a picture for people um, in general. And I know that they feel that way in, in film school. Like you, you don't hear these like type of talks like this. Yeah. Um, and if you do, it's a little bit more uh, personable. And, yeah, and it's uh, also way more polished. Like it's not no truth to it. Oh yeah, yeah. They're, they're <laughs> usually, like they'll definitely hide it. Obviously behind a project. I'm just mm-hmm. checking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my grandmother. <laughs> He's on his uh, iPad mm-hmm. um, thing. So um, man, they're obsessed with that stuff now. Um, but yeah, it's like at that time, it's like, and it wasn't. It wasn't even that long ago. I'm only 32. Mm-hmm. How old? How old 31, which is a year apart. Yeah, me and my wife we were just talking about that. Um, my wife's like uh, 28, and she's, um, and it's just, it, and it's funny because like 
Um, I guess like I'm the older guy, like going after the younger woman type of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of stuff. But it's just like, it wasn't that long ago, but technology has like skyrocketed, which as well um, on that. I've also seen that like just, uh, especially because of this coronavirus and everything, I've seen that a lot of people are leaving LA because LA, because of how easy it is to get a camera in your hands, Anybody mm-hmm. can shoot a movie anywhere. And I've heard that Netflix is moving to Albuquerque. So LA really isn't the Hollywood that people oh, have really? before. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that Netflix was going to Albuquerque. This link. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have I have my sights on Tyler Perry. <laughs> I All love right. facility. He, he is his studio. I'm telling you, I, I've been wanting to talk about this on my uh my little green light filmmaking channel that I got. Mm-hmm. Going, I've been trying to figure out a way how to incorporate a video, a YouTube video about it, um, about filmmaking. But I'd love it to get out here, if anything. Um, basically, I think that Tyler Perry's um, facility and the way he runs it, especially after COVID, is mm-hmm. the, new, the new age. It's the new era of filmmaking. This, is, this should be the new standard mm-hmm. of filmmaking. And the way that, you know, it just... It goes back to like when we were going to film school, the one thing that I did love about L.A. film school is they taught a lot of history of Hollywood and a lot of. Yeah. And it was a lot of background uh, stuff that they showed us, which was great. But it's like once everybody in the class, the problem is that knowledge is power and everybody in the class knows the same thing. It's hard to compete with each other. (laughs) It is. I said, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So Mm. everybody's now like you know at each other's necks because they all feel like they know more for mm-hmm. some reason it's like hello we were in the same class we were literally <laughs> yeah we were we just this shit you didn't learn it like i used to trip my like i i wonder if andre would ever hear this one day or something but i think it's just funny that um that uh he uh it's just like me and him clash so much like that I was just like, bro, we could just pick up a camera and just go. Right. And then the next time we do it, we can do yours, whatever. Like, that's that's one thing I also uh, noticed, too. Because uh, when I moved back to Maryland, I also went, I still, I'm literally still in school. But um, I moved back to Maryland and I went to a community college and I went, I, would, I joined this little film society thing. And I noticed <laughs> that even them, they still weren't all about the idea of doing everything like you know what i mean it was like oh i'm gonna do my project we we can't do yours like there's time to do everybody's project i don't understand these people no no and that's the thing like um at that time it's funny that you say that because at that time um but at at that time i was really more open to um working on people's projects because yeah um they i felt like at that time, I should have been writing more, if anything, because um, and be prepared in a sense, because mm-hmm. everybody else, they they more or less weren't prepared themselves. They were they were just um, it's not like they were prepared to no one's prepared in film school of what they want to do. They're learning about all the equipment that not only learning about the equipment of just how things are run, trying to get t- things together, be a producer too. Right. and um, be a producer on uh, um, on a small budget and stuff like that. It, I know, but it's, I can't even get into like the, the complexities of film school. <laughs> like, but oh, so yeah. then you started, uh, I know you did Creed in Miami. If you want to just like, how did that go? How difficult was it? Was that, that was after film school, right? Because I remember Jabari was in it, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was definitely so it had to have been after film school. So just like I know you moved back, that was probably like a year or so later, but just um how did that go? So so basically that was um yeah, so after those two years of trying very hard to work on other people's stuff and mm. be open to the fact of what LA Film School had shown us, because once they'd shown us that like you gotta go after specific positions to climb mm. the ladder, that's all right, everybody's off and running. And I wish that at that time I attacked more of these like um, um, 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like, I guess, scholarship, the intern stuff, interning yeah. at WB right. for, for nothing. And it's just like, when you're in film school, you're just like, oh, well, my time's worth something. And yeah, you can dilute it. <laughs> no, yeah. And I wish that we had it down here, like in, in Miami, because at, when I was in our institute, I would have definitely have done it for free, um, mm. you know, but there it's like well i live in la and i have no money and everything revolves around money here and you need to pay me to be able to even have rent like to show up and be fed and ready to go for you you know so mm. i can move those cables so i can uh whatever you know what i'm saying like mm. and it's very physical filmmaking is very physical and there's oh, a yeah. lot of move around and you gotta basically move mountains you know as a producer as anybody in any department mm -hmm. it feels like you're moving mountains and you really are and you're fighting against um almost the laws of nature in a sense <laughs> because yeah because you mm. never know you know you can't it's all control. fake <laughs> like really yeah, it's all fake it's like you can only plan so much mm. you know on any film or any project you could plan to you you're blue in the face or whatever they say right mm. and then at the end of the day you know um the the weather could change on you randomly you thought that cloud was going to be over here but now it's over here right. you see four others like that so it's like you got to think like that wherever you're at because weather is everything mm -hmm. um, in that in that sense so um but um uh fast forward yeah into miami so when i left and I came down to Miami, I was really like down the dumps, man. I, I thought of the idea of Creed leaving just on the fact to give me uh, hope yeah. so I can leave, you know, without mm -hmm. crying and bawling my eyes out like a little... little yeah, you're feeling like you got defeated, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got, I felt so defeated, bro. Like, you have no idea. And it was the weirdest thing because um, I just, you know, you have that notion of everybody saying... You know, it's like, it's as long as you last out there. It's really what it is. It's true. That, yeah, more or less, it's like, you know, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, they were writing that script together, Goodwill Hunting. And it's like, at that time, it was as long as they last. They were there for what, like 10 years or something like that? Because mm -hmm. consecutively, if I add in the second time around that I came back to LA, I was, I ended up being there more than 10 years mm -hmm. as a whole. Uh, so I have 10 years of LA experience in a sense. Right. Um, so that guy that I told you about, uh, Alex Ferrari, uh, he does indie film hustle. He's got like the number one filmmaking podcast on iTunes or something. Mm. And, he, and like, I'm definitely going to like send them this and stuff and see what, what his thoughts are uh, mm. when you're, you're done with this. Oh, uh, yeah. Cause uh, I definitely got to send him this and because uh, he loves this type of stuff um, talking about this. So um, at, at, when I went into uh, Miami, um, uh, yeah, I was defeated. And so I had an idea of a movie and I but I had it in my head where I was like, I'm just going to make a movie like mm -hmm. I'm so pissed. And so I got really pissed at some point. I wasn't just only defeated. I, I didn't want to accept the defeat. So it's like now I'm watching X Files. So it's like I see like, like how um, uh, the the main guy, the Fox Mulder guy, he's mm -hmm. like really, he just can't like. It gets to a point where it's just like you're too paranoid or something like that. Yeah. It's like yeah, I kind of was like, in a slight fantasy, in in my head, which is kind of like you gotta be in that slight fantasy. So I put myself in that completely mm -hmm. when I came me i everybody didn't care about old friends didn't care about nothing but making creed you know mm -hmm. and i'm glad i did come fast forward now i'm glad i didn't waste that time and i and i went hard and i went hard on work uh, um working at uh fox uh so at the whole time was like i i got home defeated started writing writing my script mm. um, i basically break it down in just like sections and scenes and and write down what's going on and what could be said but there's no like dialogue and stuff like that yeah so i get that bullet points and bullet points and then uh, working on 
all that and then um and working on my resume and working on getting the job at fox i end up getting the fox fox job uh basically i had been doing a lot of music videos in los angeles um with uh with jabari and uh basically uh and jabari and, and his brother too so basically between that and uh doing things with andre on the side promos here and there and all this stuff i have a lot of editing Right. I put it on my YouTube channel. Yeah. So, but I had a lot of stuff on the, on the internet, I guess, circulating in a sense, but it, none of it was like millions of views. It was like at the time, it's like thousands of views on, on those music videos though, mm-hmm. which was cool. And that made me look good at work just by saying, he's like, any way I could look at your work. Cause I was going in as an editor and he's like, and I'm like, yeah, you could just type my name on Google. And for them, a small uh, market, you know, for them, they're just like, look at this hothead, you know, I don't know mm-hmm. who he is. He typed it in right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I looked at his face. It was so funny. He was just so like, oh, okay. You're about what you say here. That's good. <laughs> he didn't say anything like that, but his manner. Yeah. So it's just like. And, but this is uh, before you started shooting Creed or while you're shooting it? This is right before I shot Creed. This is mm-hmm. at the time I was already plotting, you know, my chances of making the film and all that. They also have like an entertainment section called Deco Drive that I always thought of like sending it to. Didn't right. work out. <laughs> it didn't work out. I was still too new. Uh, this time around, um, I've uh, I've talked to somebody, so I might talk to some people again. Um, and I guess because I I do. Slightly, I guess I have an announcement on your on your podcast, you <laughs> know, hmm. because right? I haven't said anything to anybody. Um, uh, so basically, uh, yeah, at that time, so I got the job, and then I took the time. I think it was like around November 2013, and uh, or October, late October, and then and then November. I spent all of November and December learning my job because mm-hmm. I was. Not- um, editing downstairs but I was upstairs in the control room um, doubling for somebody whenever mm-hmm. he had, had to go off on vacation or he was sick or anything like that so that that's where like my uh, experience came in with uh, uh, this position called video playback yeah. um, all the videos and everything like that when it comes to the news station and working at a news station and stuff it just it's more of like more or less a nine to five for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, there's um, uh, wouldn't say a one two three, but it's just like once you get the routine down, it's it becomes second nature. Yeah, so I need at some point, yeah. Once once I can get that down, um, then uh, then you know I can go off and running and just finalize the script and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So you know I did that then. By the time I got everything down, like early January, like 2014, mm-hmm. um, I got the screenplay done and I was already off and running uh, casting and uh, going on Facebook and using groups and stuff like that to uh, find people around Miami that were like minded and were interested in on doing a, a micro budget feature film. This was right. like a couple thousand dollars. Like mm-hmm. um, I chalked it up to three grand in total. Um, just kind of adding people's their own money to at the end of the day too that they had to drive over to me but mm-hmm. I've helped I try to help everybody like the main actors like with with gas and food I make sure oh man that was one thing I loved about LA film school you know they teach you those secrets where it's like things I guess that you know in history people run into problems and they see that those type of problems and um, they uh you know, you learn from those type of mistakes and then you get better at it. Right. Uh, you get better at dealing with, with mistakes over time and everything like that. Uh, so, like, um, so where can uh, where can we find Creed? Is it still... I know you said it was on Amazon. Is it still there? Oh, yeah. It's still there. Um, I basically uh, went through a couple of uh, distribution hurdles over mm-hmm. time. Too. So basically, I had done Creed and I finally shot it uh and all that stuff and then um 
went over, I, I had to do sound all by myself and stuff. So sound's not too perfect, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it's not great. So I did it all on a Zoom microphone, which is what they gave us at um, in LA Film School. Right. I don't know if you were. And then it always stuck with me because I'm not, you know, in film, you're not, you're more visual when, when you're into film. You're not yeah. really into like uh, sound and all that stuff, which is right. sad. It's sad because I feel like we all got to be a little bit more like George Lucas. Um, so I try to always like lately, it's more lately. I've been like documentaries and just a lot of tutorials on YouTube mm -hmm. about design and stuff like that. So I'm just kind of putting it out there to focus on that at some point, everybody. <laughs> but basically um, just going into um, leaving Miami now, I went into L.A. with having done Creed. So Creed got released in New York at New York in uh, New York Independent Film Festival. Right. Uh, or no, it was the New York International Film Festival. Sorry. It was a really small like film festival and then it opened in a small screen in like um, the the theater district in uh, by Times Square. Oh really? Yeah, so it opened there and uh, I had my aunt ended up going to see it. So she said there was people there, stuff like that. So then one of the actor, the actress left and went to go see it too or something. It didn't, the screening wasn't to say perfect, but yeah. like what, what it happened was that, you know, it started the series of experience of learning exactly. and learning um, with the experience that's coming, you know, that's, you know, um, now on its way, starting that hurdle. Cause I've always felt like in my gut that if I start, if I start a film, I finish it and get it done and put it out there, it'll start something. Oh, yeah. I don't know what. It doesn't yeah, matter, but it will. Ex exactly. <laughs> it didn't matter what it was that it would start something. And what it did, it, it sparked, it actually opened doors in my mind. It's not like in this way it opened doors for me. Like mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, like you hear these stories of people making it and stuff like that. And, you know, nowadays with technology and everything and the way things had changed, it kind of benefited us right now a lot, big time. Mm -hmm. um, but back in the days in the 90s, like Kevin Smith and those guys and like um, and Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez, those guys made it through um, film festivals you know exactly. the mentality i went into with this and it was such an old school mentality so much was changing bro at that time oh yeah so much and i got on imdb and everything like that through uh the the festival got into another festival I think it got into overall just like two festivals or something like that yeah but it's um, also that also tells you what it it's not even necessarily that that was the greatest movie or whatever it was. It still mm -hmm. got you in the festival. It probably inspired you at least to do something extra. So it isn't about if you won or whatever it was. It's so many, like, that's why the, well, how we was saying that the film industry isn't a one-two-step kind of thing because mm -mm. that didn't necessarily get you to, like, get a million-dollar job, but it still is a step, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, and that's what it is. It's like, it's more of, um, uh, you grow into it, I guess, mm -hmm. in a way, but you have to do it yourself now, you. nowadays uh -huh. more than ever, because back in, in the days, I can only imagine like in the nineties, I, I wonder sometimes like if I had this knowledge and I was around that time and I was, um, and I would have to shoot everything on film mm -hmm. and that's another hurdle on its own. Right. Back then. We don't have that problem right now. Mm -hmm. We have, cell phones i have a phone that i'm talking to you on that you're getting pretty decent audio right. from you're not only getting uh decent because back in the days in the 1920s how hard was this you know and then we right. got 4k you can get 4k like i have an iphone 7 mm -hmm. so i have a refurbished old iphone 7 i can i've been i shot a music video recently all on this phone all in 4k right exactly phone, with one Clear. lens <laughs> with one lens and that's insane and when mm -hmm. you talk about that in film school back in those days in the 90s 
in film and shooting it in film with one lens, they're like, wow, what? you're impossible. <laughs> yeah, right. impossible too back then, you mm. know? And it's like, who do you think you are, Kubrick? You know, like, <laughs> I do yeah. think that for the people that are interested in the film industry, it is a lot to think about. You also, mm -hmm. I would, I would definitely suggest not going into it thinking that it's going to happen in a certain like pathway. You're just going to like, yeah, going to ring. Or all I want, not going to happen. <laughs> I think it, I think it happens over time. Like, it does. Like I, I'm starting to feel it now. Like now on my second one, mm -hmm. I'm just waiting till it comes out and then see how I feel then. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I want to make some type of money from it and stuff like that, but. I'm going through a different hurdle in this film when it comes to marketing. I'm trying to see what, um, like putting in a little bit of money and how, what it does to the film, because I never did that with Creed. I did no marketing. I put no marketing money. I put no money up for post-production. I did everything mm. myself and including in, in this second movie too. Right. Now it's like, and now people are going to be doing putting your own money yeah. up, but however, <clears throat> it's a totally different atmosphere because you can literally put it anywhere. Yeah. And anybody and can watch it. And it's good, like I said before about my wife and, and son, like to look at it into other people's eyes and look at yourself when they're actually, you know, being positive about you doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, that helps to not that there isn't times where there's tough times and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? In life. And a lot of those times you got to just put it aside. But really in the back of your mind, you're still a filmmaker because you're still exactly. experiencing life. And your experience is what, you know, betters your storytelling over time. So don't think that any one thing is stopping you from your filmmaking. Or right. from you can do that book. at any moment. Yeah. Or, or writing that, that lyric to that rap song from writing to uh, a book and uh, doing the podcast or like mm -hmm. just, you know, just getting on it. Like I realized that a lot with Greenlight too, you know, was just, you know, just getting started, just starting and just going. Right, exactly. Stop. Yeah. And like, you got to do it for yourself too, at times too. At, at some point, once you get across certain hurdles, mm -hmm. you you feel it in your gut. Like, wow, like I did it. Like, right. like, like you have no idea. Like this is my uh, first time doing this type of interview. Mm -hmm. Feeling so therapeutically good. Right. You know? No, what you mean? Because I, 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 I sensed that when I was talking to you, well, first of all, you, and then also I was talking to my friend the other day, and I was just like, yeah. this really feels like it could do something important. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. But yeah, I, I definitely uh, once one, uh, I do also want to talk to a few other, I have one idea of a person I want to talk to from film school. I don't know if you know them. I'm not even going to say their name, <laughs> but I'm going to uh, try to talk to them because I want to get another a second opinion because i feel like what they've done after films was a little bit different than what we've done so mm -hmm. i want the two of y'all or all of us to actually talk about like film industry in general but i definitely will hit you up another time but i do want to like close this one out this is virtual reality I'm talking to giovanni santos he runs green light filmmaking he has a youtube channel i believe it's a facebook page i think i see that on here too we have yeah. took both of those out, virtual reality, and we will be hitting you up on another day. Definitely. Maybe All we right. can next time, next week, maybe. All right. All right, All right. Joe Bonnie. Thank you again, man. <laughs> See ya. Catch you later. Later.